Welcome to the Be In The Room podcast, where we celebrate women of action who rebel against the status quo and create their own version of success. I am your host, Ryan Dowdy, and let me tell you, I have been told countless times that I am too much, too loud, too opinionated, and was constantly encouraged to stay small to fit in. On this podcast, we celebrate living out loud, the art of reinvention, and being unapologetic in your quest for joy and happiness. Let's dive in. All right. Hello and welcome back to the Be In The Room podcast where I am really excited about my guest today. So aside from a busy tech career, Lee Clark is a motivational speaker, an author, the founder of Kindly, which is a kindness community, which we're going to learn all about. I used to work with Lee pre-entrepreneur, like pre-pre-pre-entrepreneur. And it's the first time that I've had the opportunity to interview somebody from like my, my former life for before I was an online entrepreneur. So I'm really excited for all different reasons to have this conversation. So Lee, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. And, and I too, am super excited. Ryan and I go way back. We almost worked together twice, not once, but twice. There was right? that in Boston that almost happened. With the second one. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks. <laughs> but yeah, no, I love the work you're doing. I'm really um, just, it's great to see you, you know, emerge and really give women uh, so much empowerment around just being human and being awesome. So thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So let's start at the beginning. Kind of tell your story and I will let you do whatever you want with that. But tell everybody who you are and, and your story. I want to be like, it was a warm day in Plainview, New York on a Tuesday. You know? um, so so kind of my backstory is this. I, I've always been somebody super career focused. Um, I came up in tech, had the opportunity to work alongside Ryan at a daily deals site that was like a booming startup, which I will say had a great job in at their talent uh, acquisition because we met some really awesome people. It was like riding a rocket ship. But yeah, I still nestled in tech somewhere along the line. I, I lost my job and kind of lost my sense of purpose mm-hmm. and thought to myself, like, I need to do like a 30 day reboot like people do, you know? So I was like going to do juicing every day. Mind you, I was 230 pounds doing juicing and hot yoga and a random act of kindness every day for 30 days. And like the juicing sucked and so did the yoga. I, I made it through. But I love doing the acts of kindness and suddenly like my purpose was born because I realized and I'm a big fan of being a maximizer that not only did I get joy from doing the act of kindness, but the person who received the act of kindness got joy. And then I went and shared it online, not for like a, hey, you're awesome thing, but to inspire others to do the same. And I saw so many people getting joy from that. So I went on to launch Kindly, which is spelled like my name, L-E-I-G-H. And what we do is random acts of kindness. And it was originally funded by, um, I do some art on the side, so I would sell my art and pay for the acts of kindness. But we've gone on to really expand. We now have a kindness community with 40,000 plus global members. And we're all about just raising the vibe however we can. Um, and that is like my my passion project and something that um, most closely aligned with you know who I am when you look at like who's Lee Clark online. It's it, my, my entire being is around kindness in all aspects of life. So that's my backstory. I love that. And I think it's so fun. So I want to talk about something for a second. That's a little bit taboo because when you, I, I watched you launch that online, I'm in your Facebook group. A lot of people gave you shit. They were like, oh, if you yeah. really wanted to do acts of kindness, you wouldn't have to put them out on the internet. Like there were a lot of people that had opinions about you sharing your acts of kindness. How did you navigate that? 
I, re I really wish we were on video because the, my eye rolling and um, smiling simultaneously is, is epic. I feel like I just strained an eye muscle. But yeah, it was actually and this is a this is a really important lesson. Right. So I put myself out there doing like literally nice things for strangers. Right. And I, I didn't need the accolades. But what I wanted to do, I felt such such endorphins and there's scientific studies um, from Stanford that actually show that doing acts of kindness boosts your serotonin and your endorphins and all this stuff that I was like, and I'm naturally a salesy person. Like I want everyone to know. So my, my purpose in going out online was like, you guys, this is awesome. Like you could do nice things for people and the people like love it. And then, you know, you feel great. And so I really was very, you know, I was just very innocent about why I wanted to share it online and I was met with so much haterade, like it was overflowing, like the amount of Gatorade, they jump over like a Super Bowl coach haterade. And I was like, where is this coming from? Like, can I live? I'm trying to be nice. And this is like, the reason I say this is an important lesson is it doesn't matter what you do. The minute you start to put yourself out there, there is a fear that we all have innately that people are going to judge or criticize. And guess what? If you feel like that's going to happen, it is, right? But what happens is it's a beautiful filtration process in your life because you find out in that who really supports you and who sees you and people project their stuff onto you. Mm -hmm. So, you know, a lot of the people who are out there saying like, oh, why would she do nice things and post about them? She might. Those are people who can't imagine doing something nice without agenda. And right. what I realized is a lot of times the, the judgment comes from the judgment people have on themselves and that it had very little to do with me. Amen. And so there's an expression like what other people think of you is none of your business. And it's really true. But, you know, don't ever let that deter you. Because if I had stopped and I thought about it at the time, you know, I was like, why am I doing this? Let me just keep doing it quietly. I don't need the attention. Like I'm just doing this to try and like make a difference. And, um, and I almost stopped. And even, I mean, my own family, like there are family members who are like, what are you doing? You know, even my, my like ex-husband was like, this is weird, you know, because it was different. Now this was before humans of New York and the Dodo and like all this feel good stuff. So at the time it was like, the internet was posting what you had for lunch or whatever. So sure. it was, it was a little different, right? But there's a quote by Dr. Seuss, which is why blend in when you were born to stand out. And if you're doing something, I think the most important thing, and this is what I had to ask myself when I debated on whether or not to shut it down or keep going is what is your real purpose here? Like, what are you doing this for? And anytime someone insults me and it hurts my feelings, I have to ask myself, is it true? Right. So I sat with that and I was like, is that true of you? And when I realized like, that's not what your intention is just keep going. And like, whatever, people are going to say whatever they need to say, but someone is going to, even if one other person does acts of kindness, you're making a difference and, and keep going. And had I stopped there, I would have missed out on what became like part of the core of who I am. And I often say like, I'm so privileged that I know that if the, if my life ended tomorrow, people know what I stood for. Right. And, and that is like, you can't get that if you try and seek public approval on everything, because all you'll do is just blend. You have to really stand on your purpose and got, check yourself on what your motives are. And if you're doing things with a pure heart and you're doing things for the right reasons, you just got to keep going. 
So true. Um, and I love that. And like I said, I was always a big, I knew you personally, so I never questioned your motives, but I watched it happen and I was like, do these people have anything better to do? Actually, you know, when we were at the Daily Deal site, the first time I ever got unfriended was by one of our coworkers at the place we worked. She was my market partner. And not only did she unfriend me, but she posted online, like, is it really kind if you post about it? And I remember just being so hurt. I had to like go sit in a Buddhist temple like one day. I was so upset about it. And now I think back and I'm like, I think about the trajectory and all the amazing people I've met. And I'm like, you know, what what breaks my heart is how many people that actually does deter from right. stepping into their greatness, you know? Oh, it's it's so real. And, and, and I feel like it's just gotten worse, Lee, with, you know, TikTok is, they say the toxicity over there is just out of control. Like, I, I, so we could do a whole podcast about that, but that's not the point of the toxicity. TikTok so much greatness to share with the world. So what's your day-to-day -day look like these days? How does, how does Lee Clark stay busy these days? Yeah, so busy is never an issue. Um, you know, and and I, I was actually talking to my mom about the, this morning. I work, um, I work for a pretty well-known software company, Keep my LinkedIn. I, you know, for legal reasons, I won't mention their name. Um, but I work for a pretty big software company. So that's the bulk of my day. But, you know, just like people go to the gym or run things I wish I did, but I don't. This is my hobby. This is my passion project. So a lot of times when I'm not with my son or working, I'm working on whatever project I can attach myself that I feel will make an impact. So most recently yesterday, which this is going to be a little dated because it's a podcast, but we just recently celebrated Women's International Day. It is Women's International Month um, in the month of March. And I launched a project um, with a co-writer where we, we shined the light on 40 different women writing advice letters to their younger selves oh, on you know what they've learned and really sharing rawness and vulnerability. So I find a lot of different projects. Um, I do a lot of speaking. I do a lot of writing and I'm still very active in acts of kindness. And, you know, you'll see, you'll find me in like Chicago giving out um, supplies to the homeless or, you know, helping women and children in shelters and stuff like that. I love it. It, to me, that's endorphins and it's good energy. And so my days are pretty much that if I'm not with my kid or working, I'm trying to make an impact in some way that's positive. You recently, and I say recently past, you know, I don't know, a few months did a TEDx talk. Talk about that. Yeah, so I, I actually it was I was fortunate. It was my second TEDx. My first oh, one. I don't think I knew that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So well, you didn't because it happened during the pandemic. So there was like no audience. It was recorded. Got so, it. So it was my second time on the TEDx stage, and it was for TEDx women, which is a you know a cause near and dear to my heart because I love inspiring and empowering women. We are some of the most sensitive, magnificent creatures, and you know I wanted to to lift the veil of this perception that people have. I run into this a lot where people think I have it together or I have my life figured out or like I'm successful, all these things. And, and I always wish I could see myself through other people's eyes because, you know, it's great to have that perception. But what I wanted to do, and, and the talk is called self-loathing is a motherfucker, because it, it I wanted people to know, like, it's OK to not be OK and it's okay to put on a filter and look shiny and act like you're okay too. That doesn't make you a bad person. It doesn't make you unauthentic or disingenuine. It just means you're doing your personal best. So the, the nature of the talk was really to break down some of those things and talk about ways we not only self-sabotage, but the ways that we avoid ourselves, mm -hmm. um, whether it's through eating or drinking or shopping or gambling or 
you know, TikTok or Facebook or whatever. And and how during the pandemic, we all really had to sit with ourselves. And, and honestly, I think that that is the primary reason there's such a surge in mental health issues is we are really, most of us, good at avoiding ourselves. And so it was kind of a look in the fragmented mirror and, and an opportunity for me to get out there and share my real voice and let people know that, you know, just just doing your best is more than enough. Some people aren't even doing that. So, you know, whatever they say, dress up, show up, no matter how you feel. Mm-hmm. And and it was a nod to that. And it was really great to be able to to be vulnerable. Um, I thank Brene Brown for making vulnerability like the coolest thing ever. It was it was really great to have the opportunity to be vulnerable and and lift the veil and tell everyone like I'm I'm not great. I'm not fine every day, but I am out here trying to make a positive impact. And sometimes that's just sharing your strength through your story. Thanks again for listening to the Be In The Room podcast. Before we continue, I would really love to invite you to connect with us on social media. We are on Instagram at TikTok at Ryan Dowdy Official. Our free Facebook group is called Be In The Room, or you can connect with me on LinkedIn. It's Ryan with two N's, Dowdy, and I look forward to being connected with you. Thanks for listening. Again, you know, we're recording this in early March. It will likely air in mid to late April, but there's just been, and I recently posted something online where there is this just rash of, of people online where the front doesn't match the back. And I think there's a fine line between what you said. Like some days, yeah, put the filter on and just fucking go. But then some days you're building a house of cards. Sure. And as consumers, as as women, it, you know, we beat our, I think that social media is like the best and the worst thing that ever happened to us, right? Yeah. Like there's nothing that's going to make you feel more like shit than somebody else's Instagram feed, right? Like that has the life that you think you want or has the body, the career, the money, the whatever. And there is a fine line between the person who's like, I'm just trying to hold it all together and Mm -hmm. the person who is selling you a house of cards and use discernment in that. And then also as those of us that are our thought leaders, I think I walk a fine line with, you know, I'm in a season where it is not easy right now. I'm going through a nasty business divorce, not a real life one, mm-hmm. but it's um, not a spouse one. It's a very real life one, but it's not a spouse one. And, you know, there are days where, yeah, like it's, it's painted on. And I thank God every day that the zoom camera isn't closer and you can't see like my red rim dies. And the fact that like, you know, my makeup is running down my face because I was in tears earlier today and I'm just not ready to share the story, but there's like this vulnerability line as somebody who, you know, embraces vulnerability, what do you tell that person who's like, how much do I tell? How much do I not tell? How do I not come off inauthentic, but still show up? Yeah. And I think that that's important. So I think the number one thing is um, being self-effacing, right? So recently I've struggled with like a narcissist in my life, very near and dear to me. And I had to, like I said, if I judge others, I always ask myself, is it true of you? And, and I saw this thing online that's like, are you a narcissist? And they were like, stop and think about it. And I was like, am I like, uh, let me think, like, am I ego driven? And then they're like, did you stop and think about it? That means you're not because you actually stopped and thought about it. Right. And so I think it's really important that you do what you feel you're comfortable with, that the, the things that you put out there, are you being as authentic and true to yourself as possible and, and embracing your imperfections, but also not feeling like you need to be on for anyone. And I think that's where that delineation line is, mm-hmm. is are you doing it because it's motivated by like a purpose-driven self and like maybe like I don't have great makeup on, I want to use a filter today, but I'm okay with that. Or am I doing it to impress other people? Because mm-hmm. when when your your whole purpose is to to be seen and you're looking for the world to validate you, what ends up happening in that is the best case scenario is that people are jealous of you. Like, congrats, that sucks. Like, I mean, that's not, 
that's that fake life. That's that, like, everything's great. Watch me unbox my Louis this morning. And like, I woke up like this kind of stuff where it's not to make yourself feel better. It's not to empower yourself, but it's because you need to put on a show or you feel like you need to perform. There's no circus. Like we're not performers, right? Everyone's just trying to be as, as much themselves as possible. So I think that that to me is where the delineation is, is, is it self-driven out of ego for validation or is it coming from a place of like, you're just doing your best and that's how you're showing up and you're embracing the good parts about yourself and the bad parts about yourself. But conversely, I'll say there's a lot of women out there who won't show up at all because they don't feel like they're enough. And I would rather see someone throw on some filter and like lip sync a video and be present and be out there and, and, you know, be, be, and it's not social media. I just mean generally like fun. Yeah. Just not, not hiding yourself out because you feel like you're less than we're all less than none of us are perfect. So you know, as, as much as you can live out loud and do so in a way that you feel is as graceful as possible, a word I've spent my life trying to master, I think that that's okay. But I think when you're doing it because you want an audience or you're seeking attention or validation, I think that's when it becomes disingenuine and it doesn't even land well, you know? Right. you I mean, there's only one person on Instagram I'm jealous of and like this woman's like in, in the evening gown, like in Bora Bora and like the water. And I'm like, can we not, can we just, can we not, <laughs> you know, but who knows what goes on behind the scenes with her. I just like when there is a little bit of both, like right. you're putting your best foot forward, but you're also okay with being humble enough to say like, I don't have it all figured out and that's mm-hmm. okay. You know, you have to make it okay to be not okay. Make it okay to not be okay. But again, again, I I love this conversation because it's like, it's okay to not be okay, but we also don't all need to get into the pool either. Right. Like, it's like, it's okay to not be okay. Again, not to make this about myself, but I'm I'm going through some shit that sucks. And so Mm -hmm. in the room is such a big part of uh, one of the big reasons I created it was because there was some shit going on in my life and I had nowhere to go to share that in a space where people understood. And so I, you know, in true Ryan Dowdy fashion created the space. And so somebody messaged me and they were like, Hey, if you ever need to talk. And I was like, truth is like, I, thank you, you know, for mm-hmm. seeing me. I, I value that so much, but I find that I don't really want to talk about it because what we mm-hmm. focus on expands and I can sit here and I can tell you the story. I can tell you how shitty it is. I can tell you how right I am, how wrong that person is, how this, that, and the other thing, but like what we focus on expands. So I think there's yeah. Again, this idea where it's like, it's okay to not be okay, but it's also not okay to just keep reliving that loop over and over and over and over sure. again, because you never fucking getting out of it if you do. Well, and don't ruminate in it either. To your point, like what you think about, you bring about. And then also there's multiplicity. And and this is something I've thought about a lot because I, you know, I, I've had friends where they had a bad situation. They'll call everyone that will listen and smear that bad situation all right. over everybody else. And exactly. it's not our job to raise everyone's vibration. But I was saying to you before we, we started recording, there's right. an expression that's like either be a fountain or a drain. Yep. And, you know, Sometimes if you need to lament in personal stuff, or to your point, if you're telling the story ad nauseum because you want people to validate you that you're right, first off, you don't feel that inherently, right? Because you need that external validation. But also it's like, is it true? Is it kind? Is it necessary? Is it helpful? You know, I I am never going to be Debbie Downer. I'm not someone who celebrates losses. I don't like to live in and extend things that are unhappy. I'm actually really big on conflicts 
avoidance I realized recently like like avoid conflict at any cost I don't like the tea I'm not about the drama and I think gossip is literally like toxic I think anytime that we are gossiping we are just giving life to something that where we're we're talking about somebody else's choices and we're deciding how we would make them and it it's as effective as trying to do a math problem by chewing bubble gum. It does nothing. You can't, the only person you can change is yourself. Right. Right. So a lot of times when I'm in situations of conflict and I just went through this um, also with a business partner and I said to that person, I said, you know, when we got into this process, I decided there's only one thing I can change about this situation and how we interact. And that's me. So I've decided to change my, my tact and my interaction because I can only be responsible for my stuff. I could sit back and say, I wouldn't do it like you, or I wouldn't act like this, or I wouldn't. So what? <laughs> Does that change that other person? Cause you wish you could will them to be better or more altruistic. So I'm with you on the, like, we don't have to get in the pool and swim around in our misery or, right. you know, I'm not okay. So everyone else needs to like spend their afternoon hearing how not okay I am. Right. Like, but also like everything in moderation, you know, you don't want to be in a dark place and never reach out for help because you yep. don't want to be a burden. But I think, you know, keeping it, keeping it within your span span of like, what can I be accountable for myself? How can I let this go and realize everyone else is entitled to their choices and in, entitled to their conduct? And I am entitled on how I interface with that, you know, and, and I said to someone the other day, no one can ever make me feel a way. Like, I can't say, Ryan, you made me feel this way. No, I feel this way. Right. You don't own my emotions. How I respond and react to things is entirely on me uh, because we shouldn't give our power away to other people like that either. So we can't like live in victimhood. It just, it doesn't, it doesn't serve a purpose and it certainly doesn't get you out of those funks. So you have a, you have a little guy. I think our boys are pretty similar in age. He just, did he just turn five? Yeah. 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 So yep. Davis just turned five. I think they're about a month apart, if I remember. And I'm really big on that with Davis, with his, with the emotions. Cause you know, he'll say things like, you're making me so mad. And I'm like, I'm not making you anything. You are mad. <laughs> yes. Own your feelings. And that's okay. Like, I, I, I'm not mad that you're mad, but you are mad. You don't like what mommy is telling you to do. You don't like this, this, and this, but you are, you are mad. And um, so I'm trying to do that now. Cause I'm like, imagine. Imagine how enlightened the world would be <laughs> told all of our children that, right? Like it's yeah. you know, your, your emotions, you, you can feel the way you want to feel. I'm not telling you, you shouldn't be mad or sad or angry, but those are also your choices to be mad, sad, and angry, or to stay mad, sad, and angry. Yeah. And don't assign them to anyone else because in that you're, you're one becoming the victim, but two, you're giving your power away. And you're saying that someone else is in control of your emotions. And, and that is not factual. Right. You are in control of how you respond and react. Now, can certain things upset you? Absolutely. Yeah. What I often get from my five-year-old is you're not being my best friend. I'm oh. like, I'm still your best friend, buddy. So sad. He's already here. He's learned the fine art of manipulation. Like you're not right. being my best friend, but we get a choice in, in how we interact with people and we get a choice on how much of that we take on Right. And it's not easy, right? People are trickery. People will set you off. And the thing is, anything that we can't control is usually the thing that is the most painful to kind of dissect because we don't feel in control of our emotions. We feel triggered. Right. But even just that simple, just changing of that sentence structure as to, I feel upset by the things that you said to me, I feel upset. It doesn't mean 
you made me feel upset. I feel right. upset by the things you said to me. It is a response to, you know, it's not only about not being the victim, but it's also about feeling more in control of your emotions and not feeling like, I feel like Katy Perry, ever feel like a plastic bag in the wind. But it, it's that, it's like knowing that someone else can just like take you off your axis and ruin your day and that people have that kind of power over you it is exhausting. Oh, and, yeah. and just that that thought process, um, like even what we were talking about earlier, it's interesting how changing words can change your life. Right. But I realized with the gossip thing, like we were talking about earlier, I started to count how many times a day I said he, she, or they. And I would count it when I was talking. Like I'd be like, oh, he did this, or she did that, or they did this, or they did that. And it started to make me more aware of how often I was sitting in conversations, gossiping about people. And, and right. since then, and this is another thing to be, be aware of, be okay with shutting down that kind of discussion if you don't want to participate, right? You, know, you could be at a, at a women's lunch and no offense to women, but we're really good at this. Sure. And all of a sudden it's like, can you believe what she did? Oh my God, I would yeah. never. And all this preachy, like holier than thou stuff. I've had those conversations and I've literally said, like, can we change the subject? I really don't want to talk about other people right now. Like, what are you up to? Like, what's right. new with you? Or, you know, are you guys working on anything exciting, any vacation plans? And just change the, the dialogue, but let people in your life know that you don't, that's not how you want to spend your time. Yeah. Because it's not productive. It's it's definitely been my, one of the biggest shifts that I, I've had to make too, is not talking about other people. Talking about, like... Again, there's, you can talk about other people in, in an uplifting way, but oh, as sure. soon as it becomes judgy or yeah, like that's, that's when, you know, it's time to go. So Lee, I could obviously talk to you for days. Um, you know, just all the things I've loved the evolution of you and your brand and, and your career. And I'm just grateful, you know, that we've an opportunity to reconnect. Where can other people learn more about kindly, uh, about you and the fun things that you are up to these days? Yeah, cool. Thanks for asking. I love to connect with people. Like if, if you vibe with our talk and, or you're into acts of kindness, or you just like more positivity in your life, you know, come find me kindly.org. So it's K-I-N-D-L-E-I-G-H.org. If you're on Facebook or LinkedIn, there is the kindness community. Uh, it's got a purple logo and come join us there. Uh, it's full of feel good stuff. No religion, no politics, no drama. Um, we, we make that one of our rules. So that's a really safe place to be. Um, I'm on, um, you know, Instagram, Liam Clark, um, Facebook, Liam Clark, LinkedIn, Liam Clark. So, um, yeah, I love to connect with people, you know, and I'd love to continue this conversation. I know you're doing such amazing things and, and back at you, it's been really great to watch your evolution as you step into your authenticity. And, um, it took a lot of guts for you to, to shed kind of those corporate responsibilities and say, you know what, I'm going to empower other women and, 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 and men. And like, I think you really got to like the, what do I love about the jobs that I've had mm -hmm. um, and reduce that down to like, where am I great? And, and I, I applaud you for having, you know, the foresight to say, you know what, this is what I'm truly empowered by. This is what I'm passionate about. This is what I want to do with my time. And this is where I think I'm my highest self. So let me walk that walk. And as you've experienced, it's still a journey, but it's a much more fulfilling journey. Some, some days are easier than others, right? But it is the, the fulfillment is much higher, right? Yeah. Uh, so perfect. Well, thanks for the conversation, Lee. I appreciate you. Yeah. 
Yeah, great. Thank you so much, Ryan. And um, I look forward to continuing to work together uh, is in our next iterations. Thanks again for listening to the Be In The Room podcast. We love spending time with you every single week. If you loved this podcast, we would absolutely appreciate if you would go to iTunes and leave us a review and share this with another woman of action who wants to rebel against the status quo and become the best version of herself. See you next week.